This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I want to welcome you to the Warning Radio program. Today, my guest is Karen Buckhart. Karen Buckhart is a staff member she leads our Gatebreakers Intercessor Prayer Team. Now, what that is, if you have a need, you just telephone in or you write in by email or by, uh, again, snail mail and uh, say your request, whether it's for you or a loved one or a person, what the request is, whether it's healing or, or a son or daughter that's backslidden or a job, whatever it is, and they pray over your needs. So that's a very important ministry that we have here, and we offer it to you, called Gate Breakers. Now, Karen, welcome to the program warning. Thank you. Now, Karen, I know that uh, you are married now to Dr. Buckhard, and you've been on my staff for, actually, it doesn't seem that long, but 24 years. Amen. I mean, where has the time gone? I mean, both you and I had a different hair color when we first met each other. Correct. <laughs> Mine was a lot darker, and so was yours. Amen. But uh, the time has flown. Amen. Which, again, uh, tells how fast it is and uh, for us to meet Jesus Christ. I mean, life is so short, a couple blinks, and you're in eternity. Amen. I mean, I can remember clear back when I was four years old, very clearly, and sometimes three Look how fast life goes. Amen. Yes. I mean, I can't hardly believe it. Nope. I can't believe we've worked together for 24 years, Karen. <laughs> yes. Wow. That's a long time. That's a long time, but it, it just flies it did. by. It flew by. So, ladies and gentlemen, don't think that you have a long time. Uh, we don't have a long time. We might be in the presence of God today. Today. And we should never forget that. Uh, that's why the Bible says, uh, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And it goes on to say, today is the day of salvation. Amen. And I believe many people have waited for tomorrow, and tomorrow never came for that person, Karen. Amen. Amen. I believe that too. Now, uh, you were born, were you born into a Christian home? Yeah, I was born into a, a Catholic home. We were, my family was Catholic, so we went to church every Sunday. But I'm talking about a Christian home. Well, at the time, I thought it was a Christian. We were we would go to church and we believed in God and believed in in uh, being obedient and and honoring the commandments and things like that. So, I think in some respects, I had um, you know some introduction to the gospel because uh, as because um, when I graduated from high school, I think I remember sitting at my desk as a senior 
and I was to an uh, all Catholic high school where we were taught by the nuns. And I, I said to the Lord God, I want to serve you. Right. But as we've talked about over the past, many Catholics are not born again, and they have a church tradition they hold in higher authority than the Bible, and many of them just uh, eat, drink, and be merry. You know, they can get drunk, anything right. else, and go do their uh, Hail Marys, and that seem, they seem to f- be fine. But they're not led by the Holy Spirit. They no. don't even know God. No, that's correct. That's correct, yes. And, in, and, and that was one of the things when I did uh, submit and surrender my life to the Lord, and I did find out that, hey, I can truly have a relationship with God. I don't have to go through the priest. I don't have to wonder if God is hearing my prayer. I don't have to go to somebody else, but I can go straight to the Lord and talk to him and have a relationship with him. And yes, I was a little upset that I was not taught that while I was in the Catholic Church and that I could be filled with the Holy Spirit. I mean, you know, and and uh, and hear from heaven and have that guidance and direction in my life. That was a big thing to me when um, I truly did accept the Lord. Well, it's so important, ladies and gentlemen. I don't care what church you go to, that you really have a relationship with Jesus Christ. That you really follow Him. We're not talking about mental assent, knowing there's a God. I mean, every religion says they know there's a God. Every religion out there, the devil knows there's a God. But the reality is they don't submit their life to the living God. And that's who you are if you are a Christian. You submit your life to Jesus Christ. You literally follow him. You do what he says. Uh, You keep his commandments. You honor his word. Your, Your values, your beliefs, your morality, your character, it all changes. Amen. And uh, some people just know God mentally, but they don't know God personally. Amen. Amen. Well, that's where I was, I would say. Now, um, you're on your third marriage, and uh, you went through two bad marriages. Correct. And how did you get into that mess the first time? <laughs> well, I think uh, the first marriage I got into, I think I was very naive and and, uh, and felt I could trust trust people and and so anyway so after i got married and got involved i realized that uh, the person i had married was really um a freeloader wanted me to go to work and do everything and um he was going to go out and do what he wanted to do wow and so i just kind of put my foot down i said this is not the way it is it's not the way i'm going to live and so um you know it it finally ended in divorce okay so uh, anyway so then i moved on (laughs) wow now that person, I don't think, probably was a Christian, was he? Uh, no. No, see, so, I, I mean, I, again, I, I was unequally yoked. Yeah. I'm glad you said it yourself. <laughs> yes. I was going to say, Karen, <laughs> you, you did not obey the word of God. No, no, no. And, and, and I know God took me down a path, and, and I look back, and I'm thinking, well, why did it take me so long to wake up? But um, it took me a while to wake up and to see the truth of God's word and the light and... Um, and people, you know, the note of the truth, the truth will set you free. Uh, again, be sure your sins will find you out. Now, the Bible doesn't tell us to do things to hurt us, but to protect us. Amen. So God did not want you to suffer through two bad marriages. Nope. <laughs> I mean, he wanted to protect you. Amen. He didn't want you to have all that hurt, that pain, that betrayal mm-hmm. that this uh, Casanova did to you. Yes, but I still didn't know. the. I mean, I, I, I still believed in God at the time, and, and I think I repented of all of that. But I did not... No, you know, again, with the background, I did not know I could have a true relationship with God. I could go to God, and, and, I, and I wasn't really studying the Word. 
you know, so I didn't have the word in me. And so therefore, um, I was trying to do it on my own strength instead of God's strength and the Holy Spirit living through me. So okay. I, that was a big mistake on my part. So at that time, your first marriage, uh, before you marry this man, you, you weren't following Christ then really? Well, no. No, no. I mean, as, you I, as really you said, I, I had Lord the head and knowledge and I was going to church and, yeah, yeah. and that. But, you know, I was just, I was I guess I was just going through the the motions. Yeah, because you didn't care what God said of being unequally yoked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did kind of ignore that, yes. <laughs> Meaning you ignored God. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, uh, you weren't born again. Do you remember when you became born again? I sure do. Uh, okay. When was that? In 1980. Was that after your first second, or second marriage? The second one, the, when the second one ended. Oh my goodness! So you, after you went from one bad marriage, you went to another one. I did. Well, how'd you do that? Well, I don't know. You know, I guess I thought that this guy was better than the other one. <laughs> <laughs> you thought but, he was better. Well, <laughs> more sound, more grounded, and rooted, and and uh, he had a good job, and he was stable, and all of that. And so, you know, um, so. Um, I just, you know, we, we uh, got married and um, and uh, it worked out for a while. But come to find out, he was kind of one of these guys that wasn't just happy with one woman. Wow. And um, so after, you know, catching him in two relationships and finally by the time the third one came around, I says, okay, this is it. I'm done. We're done. Yeah. Yep. I forgive. I forgive twice, but now I'm done. Okay. You know, and so then that one ended. Okay, the first one. How did that end? Was did he he also get involved with uh, other women? No, I can't say that he was involved with other women or anything like that. He just was, uh, you know, he just wouldn't get a job. He wouldn't work. He wouldn't. I couldn't count on him. You know, it was. Uh, we had a place to live if I was working and I was supplying and taking care of all the needs. Well, what did he spend your money on? Uh, frivolous things like trying to make money easy, the easy way, or uh, trying to invest in, you know, kind of like money schemes and stuff like that. And so basically, you always thought it was going to hit the jackpot here and make this work or that work, you know. And so basically, but none of it ever worked. It all fell through, you know. And um, I just, uh, you know, I, 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 I laid the law down. I said, finally, I said, this is it. I, I'm not, this, this is not the way the marriage is supposed to be. Not in my book. Wow. Wow. It w- was uh, either one of them a drinker or smoker? Um, uh, my first husband was, um, and I didn't know it at the time because he didn't. I didn't see it in him, but um, he actually was an alcoholic. Okay, it, so he was an alcoholic. Ran, it ran in his family, yes. It ran in his family. Wow, yeah. wow. And, and you did not know that when you well, no, dated because, him? Because, no, because, I mean, no, to say that he was, I think he. this all came out more after... After, because while we were together, he didn't drink that much. I mean, we'd have an occasional drink and things like that once in a while, but he, not that he was drinking or coming home drunk or things like that. It just was that um, afterwards, I think, uh, because um, he had been married before he married me. And so actually um, we met two of his daughters uh, and and uh, they they said to that, he, uh, he just truly just became an alcoholic and he just uh, went and worked at a bar. Um, doing odds and ends, and any money he made, he spent, poured back into the bar drinking. Wow. And so basically, um, he, that's how he ended up. Wow. So your first husband, uh, an alcoholic, a, a freeloader, basically. Uh, second husband, uh, uh, a womanizer. Amen. And uh, probably had a bad temper. Mm, well, not a bad temper, but yeah, he did. He was... Um, 
had a temper. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say what you'd call a bad temper, you know, but but we, we did have our, our discussions and he would more or less be a moody person. He would uh, go into this kind of um, moody thing if, if I did something and, and he didn't like it or something like that. He wouldn't talk to me for two, three days. Wow. Wow. And then um, he was a womanizer. So normally a womanizer, Karen, is also a liar. Well, yeah. Because they so. have to be deceitful. Mm-hmm. They can't just have sex in front of you. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, they have to lie in order to get Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> and yes. ladies and gentlemen, you need to understand if your husband or your wife is having an affair, uh, that person is not only unfaithful, that person is a liar. A liar. They broke their covenant vows and they're deceiving you and uh, until one day you find out. Amen. So all of this happens because we don't actually take the Word of God seriously as far as its warnings, and we make sure that we we are, if you want to say dating or courting, I believe in courtship, that uh, we f- are courting somebody that is actually a true believer. Amen. A true follower of Jesus Christ. That alone can save us from years of heartache. Amen. And so... Uh, I know that you were with me the other day in counseling a, uh, a rebel, so to speak, a young person and uh, who uh, misapplied the Word of God constantly. Obviously, uh, that person was not following the Word of God themselves in areas of uh, being equally yoked. And uh, you were trying to encourage that person that, hey, I have been in your position too. I was unequally yoked, but I finally had to submit my life to Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Yep. So what would you like to tell people out there that are listening right now? Um, What would you like to tell them or warn them uh, about relationships or uh, go into your area of, of your life and the mistakes you had made? How would you like to try to make help somebody not make the same mistakes? Well, I guess, you know, my my, my mistakes were I didn't uh, really, um, be, before I got involved in, in the relationship, know exactly what these people were or, or they were hiding too. I mean, because my, my first husband, I didn't realize a lot of these things about him when we were seeing each other. And then, you know, and then all of a sudden here, I'm starting to see these things crop up and I'm thinking, okay, so, Wow. Did he hide this all the while that we were dating or what? I didn't see it, but maybe I just wasn't looking either, and maybe I was just ignoring it. Um, my second husband, um, you know, I, he had a good job. He was a, a good guy, and he even actually said that, you know, and I told him I went to church. He actually started going to church with me, and um, that was okay, you know, and then pretty soon it got to the point where he didn't want to go to church anymore and got to the point where he finally did said, well, he got upset if I went to church. And so, um, so I just finally quit because I want to have peace in the family. I didn't want to have this, 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 I'm a peaceful person. I don't want to have arguing or, or problems to deal with. I'd rather just have, get along and let's be happy. So when that all ended and um, I gave my life to the Lord, my first prayer was, God, if I ever remarry again, you're going to have to pick that person out. And these are the qualities they have to have. And I told God, I said, I wanted someone that was like-minded like me, someone that loves you and wants to serve you, someone who has kind of like the same background, so we're not so odd and different that we can't 
get along together. And um, so, and I probably had a few other qualifications in there, but I just said to Lord, Lord, if, if I'm going to let you find that person for me, because I'll stay single until the day you do. Wow. Wow. And so the first two that you ended up divorcing, it's because even though you knew God mentally, you weren't following no. Jesus Christ. No. He was not leading you. No. Uh, you were not going according to his guidances and his warnings saying, uh, uh, don't be unequally yoked. You ignored all of that. Right. And probably these two people, since they didn't love Christ, they probably wanted to have uh, sex before marriage. Amen. Amen. Well, and a lot of my problem was because I wasn't in the word. Yeah. See, I wasn't reading the word. Yeah. I was just going to church on Sunday and thinking, okay, that's enough. That's it. You know, I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm doing what God wanted me to do, I thought. But that was my, my big complaint then about being in the Catholic church because they weren't doing that. They weren't saying, okay, you need to know God. You need to have a relationship. You need to talk to God. And so, um, so anyway, um, so that was, you know, when I came out of there and I realized and I was born again as a Christian, I, I, I saw all these things then and God revealed them to me. And then I said, okay, God, okay, now it's up to you. You're going to have to, uh, I'm putting it in your hands. So ladies and gentlemen, again, there's a big difference between mental assent and somebody that follows Jesus Christ. Amen. Somebody that follows Jesus Christ, then again, you are following the word of God and the Holy Spirit residing in you is leading you and guiding you. And you're not going to allow, one, you're not going to go out with somebody, you should not go out with somebody that uh, is not born again. Because if you do, you're violating the word of God right there. You say you love God, but you don't care what God warns you. I mean, uh, you and I have talked about this about other people. And if they violate the word of God, do they know God? Amen. If they can cohabitate, do they know God? Amen. Uh, how can you say, I follow Jesus and I don't care what he says? Amen. Amen. Well, a disciple of Jesus Christ follows what he says. So, I mean, some people, it's so elementary, but they, they seem to be so confused. Well, that person is a Christian, yet they know they're not supposed to cohabitate, and they're doing it. Are they a Christian? Well, they're not following Jesus Christ. And if you're not following Jesus Christ, what are you? Amen. Amen. Well, you're a religious person or you're a rebel. But uh, I don't know if the Bible could call you a Christian. Jesus would not call you a follower of his if you're not following him. A disciple is a follower of Christ. And if you love me, keep my commandments. Now, after the second marriage, you accepted Christ. Yes, I did. Okay, so how did that happen? Um, actually, I met someone who witnessed to me and actually told me that I could have a relationship with God, that I could know God is my Lord and Savior. I could have a relationship with him. I could talk to him. I could hear from him and through the Holy Spirit. And actually, I, I started reading a, a book, and it was written by, by Oral Roberts, actually, but it talked about how he heard from God. And that was really intriguing to me because I didn't know that I could hear from God like that. So when I started to read that book, it was like I got really involved and I said to God, I want this, Father. I want to hear. So that's when I actually, through reading that book, I gave my life to the Lord. And then I said, I was sitting in a Catholic church. I still went back to the Catholic church after I uh, got my second divorce. And I said, oh, now I can go back to church and I can do what. But I was sitting in church one Sunday and um, there were there was a couple that came up and they, they had a message on um, tithing and things like that. but And it was a good message because it taught me that I needed to tithe. That was the first thing I learned. And the second thing then was during the Holy Communion, I was sitting there in that church and that's supposed to be a sacred time. 
But yet, it's people were doing it. So I was up in the balcony looking down, and and I gone out my community. And I was kneeling there praying, and all of a sudden I looked up and I saw people just nonchalantly going up, receiving communion, and sitting in their pews, and kind of like, okay, let's get this over with so we can get out of here. And I looked and I thought, God, this isn't right. And God says, you don't belong here anymore. That was the first time God ever spoke to me. And so I just felt like, okay, God, um, where do you want me? And I told him, I says, okay, I'm going to go to churches until you tell me the one I get to is the one you want me to stay at. And I want you to make me feel so good, Lord, when I walk out of that church that I know this is where you want me. And so I went to, um, I went to an assembly at God church and I went to that church and they had gospel singers there and it was a wonderful, beautiful service. And I went out of there feeling so good. And I says, okay, God, I think this is where you want me. And so I just started attending church there and I began to grow in the Lord and, and, um, started to just, you know, read my Bible and, um, pray and seek him and, and, um, and I grew, you know, and, and you became happy. Oh, yes, I got, I did, I did. I mean, you know, my, my testimony is forgiveness. You know, I had to forgive my, my ex-husband because of what he had done. And, and I had that bitterness and that anger inside of me. And, and it was, it was bad because it was stuck right in that pit, you know, of your stomach there where you got something gnawing at you. Yes, yes. And uh, the Lord said, you have to forgive. Because one of the first Bible studies I went to was, they talked about forgiveness, and I thought, oh, my gosh, okay, I need to do that. And so I had the courage to uh, go to his house. He was remarried already by now and uh, living with another woman. And, and I went to the door, and I went up, and I knocked on the door, and he came, and I said, um, I just came to say, I forgive you. And I want you to know I forgive you for all the hurt, all the all the stuff that went on. And he just chuckled and looked at me and says, ha-ha, what's to forgive? But I said, that's okay. I just want you to know and God to know I'm forgiving you. And I turned around and walked away. And I walked down and I walked behind my car. And as I was walking behind my car, I just felt, Lord, lift that burden from me. I mean, I felt it go. And I went home that night and I probably slept the best I'd ever slept for a long time. Because he set me free from that. And I know that unforgiveness is terrible. And you can't have that inside of you. Amen. Unforgiveness. Uh, you've heard my testimony here how I had to forgive somebody. It took me five years. And uh, when you don't forgive, then God doesn't forgive you. Your prayers aren't answered. I mean, it, it's a long line of, of uh, trouble that you end up going into and facing. Amen. And uh, the Holy Spirit can't work through you because you're in the way. The Bible says God resists the proud. He gives grace to the humble. But when you don't forgive, that means your pride, your pride, selfishness is in the way and the Holy Spirit can't work through your selfishness. God has to be leading you, not yourself. When you accept Christ, Jesus is now leading you, not self, not pride, not stubbornness. Jesus is leading you. And as soon as I forgave, then I had my first supernatural dream and it it started uh, clear back in 1985 where now I'm traveling the nations all because the Holy Spirit now can lead me because my pride is not in the way. Now, ladies and gentlemen, many of you out there listening and you're saying, wow, uh, I'm in that same predicament. I'm going from one bad relationship to another. I don't have peace. I don't have joy. Uh, I, I have a lot of bitterness inside. I have a lot of rage uh, you can accept Christ right now, and all of that can can leave you. You can telephone my office, 360-629-5248. Mm-hmm. 
360-629-5248. Operators are there. They'll pray with you. We'll send you Christian literature, and we'll send you things twice a month to help you grow. Now, if you're in that situation, just say this. Father God, forgive me of my sins. Lord, I want to know you as Lord and Savior. Come into my life. Lead me. Guide me. Set me free. I want to serve you. I want to have life. I choose today life, not death. I choose to be happy, not sad. I choose to have victory, not depression. I choose to come out of my drunkenness, my stupor, my drug addiction. I want you to deliver me. Come into my life in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 360-629-5248. Please telephone. Again, people will pray with you. They'll send you Christian literature. You can have a new beginning, just like Karen. Now she's on her third marriage, a great man, a pastor. And he wasn't a pastor when she married him, but... uh, he came to work for me, and now he's a pastor. Amen. <laughs> and gone through a ministry, theology training, and has his doctorate in ministry. So I tell you, God can give you a whole new future that you did not know existed. 360-629-5248. My website, www.worldministries.org. www.worldministries.org. Click on my website. May God richly bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.